Hey, it's me for good old chip chat. And I can tell you right now, I actually don't know what this one is going to entail, like at all, but I'm ready for it. All right, so Harry Potter spree. This is the words I was looking for. I'm not going to lie to you. I've already gone through like two times of trying to start this podcast and this specific recording, I mean, and I couldn't think of the word, but I've been on a Harry Potter spree and I'm on the fifth book, like a hundred ish pages in, pages into the fifth book. And, um, I was also eating a snack and then also cruising Instagram for a hot second and I don't know what I saw on there. I don't know if it was someone else posting about like what they're doing in the church and just like teaching and preaching kind of things. But I wanted to let you guys know the point where I'm at right now, which I'm not going to lie. I may start crying. You guys, if you have been since season one, you know that tears are not, (laughs) um, they're not, not welcome. Meaning they are welcome here. Uh, maybe not necessarily welcome, but they are allowed because it's just real life and what this is. And it's even more so with the season of being unapologetic and how we live and what we're doing. Um, and so I just wanted to get on here and take this time to do what I know the Lord's called me to do. And that is teach and preach. And right now I'm teaching in the classroom and I feel like... I'm using this podcast as a way to kind of have a platform and preach and talk about Jesus and what he's doing in my life, um, and then share other people's lives and what he's doing in theirs. And what's cool is this whole unapologetic can be a way to get the conversation going, but I always feel like the Lord is just so present in every conversation, whether or not we mention his name or not. Um, but back to what and why I'm here sitting right now, why I'm recording, even though I'm tired and even though I don't like it when you guys can hear that my voice is tired. Um, that's just kind of where I'm, I am right now. I could do that. I'm unapologetically tired, but that's not really what I do because I'm not really sorry that I'm tired. I'm sorry that I'm tired. I don't want to be. Um, but I, un I am unapologetically completely not sure what I'm doing with my life. And that's what I wanted to talk about and kind of use this space as a space for processing. Um, because in the middle of July or June, um, maybe more August, so really the whole summer, (laughs) um, I just really felt like this shift in my spirit to go a different direction for future stuff. And that was scary and weird and confusing because I don't know what that means. Um, I've always had a plan. I've always thought I've known where I was going. I haven't had it set in stone. But, I mean, I did have an idea of what I wanted with, with my life. I mean, everybody does, right? Like, there's some kind of, like, dream planish, even if we don't have a written. And as much as I am a type 1 on the Enneagram, I am not a type A. I am not, um, a planner to the T of things. I mean, I am a planner in different scenarios and yes, the window's open. So y'all can probably hear the, um, cars driving by, but I wanted to do this recording in my living room cause I love my living room. Um, so 
I mean, we all have these plans, whether it's we're a strict planner or we're just like a lackadaisical. We still have dreams, desires, goals for our lives. And this summer, over a course of events of, I spoke just at this like tiny little um, high school girls event called Bagels and Bibles. And I spoke on the Book of Ruth and there's like 25-ish girls there and um, loved everything every minute of preparing for it, loved every minute of teaching it, and loved every minute after the fact of like, holy moly, I've known that I've wanted to speak and preach in some capacity, but I didn't know it was going to fulfill or feel as right as this. Um, And of course, just like anything, those things kind of take a turn and you start going towards, I don't know, you start living your life, right? And at this time, I'm teaching summer school. I'm also tutoring twice a week. And, um, so I'm just kind of like really trying to soak in my summer and soak in time at the beach and all these things. And, and I just felt like I kind of set it aside of like, all right, that was a good thing. Like I really enjoyed that, but teaching is where I'm going. Um, and at this time I was also pursuing teaching overseas. And if any of y'all have listened to I mean, at least one or two, I would say, of just me talking or talking about teaching with a friend. Teaching overseas usually comes up because that that was my goal. That's my plan is is doing that. Um, And I ran into, like, this fantastic opportunity to teach overseas starting fall of 2020. And it was an organization that connected with my college an organization that was so credible, um, was going to pay me for my position. Like just all these things that just felt like they were falling into place. This is where the tears are probably going to be coming guys. Um, I even sat down my parents and was like, guys, I think this is what I'm going towards. Like I'm scared, but I think this is it. And, um, kind of got their blessing. And because another thing is my dad has Parkinson's. And so, my heart is just always wanting to be as close as I can to them. In California is not close, but it's way closer than Dubai. <laughs> so it just felt like, okay, if I'm going to commit to this, it's a two-year thing. I, I need my parents to be on board with me, and they've always been, and I'm so blessed by them. So I go home, and I'm, like, ready to go. I'm, I'm going to attack this thing. Like, this is where I'm going next year. And this next year, this next full year of teaching and living in St. Clemente in this beautiful little apartment, like half mile from the beach, something I've loved and adored is just going to be what that is. It's going to be 12 months living by the beach, teaching, getting my credential, and then I'm off. Like that's what it is. And I just have this plan of check one, two, this is where we're going. Excuse me, sir. I'm trying to record a podcast. Okay. And I then get hit with starting this small group and meeting a bunch of new people. And these people are just fun to be around, fun to hang out with. Making new friends is hard. Like walking through just making new friends as a 25-year-old is just not fun. (laughs) Let me tell you that. And someone that's an overthinker, it's not fun whatsoever. Um... And so I'm walking through that of like, oh my gosh, I'm meeting these new people. I'm trying to get tied into a new church. Like I want to lead a small group. Like, 
God, what does that look like for me to be diving into these relationships, but then knowing that I'm leaving next year? Like, I don't, and that doesn't feel right to me. And don't get me wrong, guys. I totally believe in us pursuing roots, whether we know where we're going or not. In a month, two months, a year, or four years, it doesn't matter. We should always get roots. But this just felt wrong for me to be diving in when my mind was somewhere else. And so I just felt torn of like, I want to be present where I'm at. And I don't want to be fantasizing and dreaming of this next thing and have just my head and my mind there when I need to be here. And so this, then I just felt torn and felt like I really needed to come to Jesus of like, is teaching overseas where you want me to be right now? Um, and he's placed so many wonderful people in my life and they got me to the point of talking about how I kind of seem to be running away from where I'm at right now and teaching overseas made sense. Gosh, here come the tears again, guys. (laughs) Um, one of my good friends, Maddie moved to Seattle. Um, my best friend, Allie, uh, is still an hour and a half away and doing her thing, married, having a second kid here in a month. Um, and I, I'm not doing life alone, but I am kind of set in this, like I didn't mention my friend Kinsey is also planning on moving fairly soon. Um, and so I have all these thoughts in my head and it just made sense for me to leave too. Like it just made sense for me to say, all right, my time in California is done. I got to live by the beach. I finally stayed at a school for more than one year. I have my California, California credential. This is it. And through mentors and people just speaking into my life, it just became really clear that it was like, no, you're just trying to, it's just that control that keeps coming back for me. You're trying to control what's coming next because I don't like the gray. I don't like gray. (laughs) Um, Another chip chat we'll have is dating apps and all of that stuff. I don't like the gray. And right now I'm in that gray, like deep in the gray, (laughs) like, it's like not even a gray. It's like a, you don't even like know what color you're in because you're so deep. But I have no idea where I'm going. Um, I went to counseling, was processing student teaching overseas, or student teaching, I keep saying student teaching, teaching overseas, kind of came to like this, all right, I feel good. Literally stand up from the couch in counseling and get an email from the lady that was my connection and like person to do all the things with for teaching overseas. And she was like, Hey, have you thought about stuff? Like what's going on? And I was like, Oh yeah, okay, me. <laughs> like, this is not cool. Um, so I waited about five or six days and this is kind of what got me sitting and praying about it. And I said, Hey, like, I'm not, I'm not going to pursue this right now. Um, and then it just got me in this whirlwind of what do I want to do with my life? <laughs> like, do I want to teach? This is what I've just been what I've just been doing and pursuing since I started college. Like, I don't know anything different. Um, but I do know 
that this platform of good, good talks, I love, I do know that speaking and preaching near his word is just an extraordinary feeling of like such closeness. Goodness. we got another car out there. (laughs) Such goodness and fullness and so close with him that it was like, I want to walk in that every day. Um, and then I step into the classroom and it's a natural thing. And this year the Lord has been so freaking good and just too gracious to give me a second year in this school to where I actually feel like I know what the frick I'm doing. Um, and so just all these things are kind of like whirling around in my head of, I don't know what I want to do. And I keep landing on and that's okay. (laughs) Um, but it's not okay with me. It's not. <laughs> I, I still have bits and pieces and moments of my days where I'm like, uh, uh, like I don't know. Um, every part of me wants to run and wants to pursue what I think the Lord's calling me to. And don't get me wrong, guys. I think there's a lot of things that the Lord calls us to. And it's all the same for all of us that we're called to be his disciple. We're called to tell everybody about Jesus and we're called to ever love everybody. And we can do that in a hundred bajillion different ways. But I think that there's some things that the Lord knows we're going to be good at and sets on our heart. And there's just something stirring in me for going overseas. There's something stirring in me when it comes to education and little kids Um, There's something that stirs in me when it comes to this idea of creating a space for vulnerability and honesty and community and just speaking truth, even when it hurts, speaking truth, even when it's hard, even when we don't want to. Um, And I know that this podcast has been a place for that, but I want to do it bigger. I want to do it more. I want it to be my life. Um, And it doesn't mean I can't do that teaching fourth and fifth graders at all. Um, But it's just been, I've been hit with this thing of, I want to do with my life what I want to do. And I don't know where you're from and where you're listening, but I'm guessing most of my listeners are in the United States. Um, But we are so damn blessed to have what we have. Like for me to be able to say, I want to do what I want to do. And I have the ability to do that. And I want to take advantage of that. Like I want, I have this place. I have this platform. I have this ability. And I want to take advantage of that and do what I've been given. Do with what I've been given. And that's more what I just wanted to take this time to speak to you guys is that lean into this idea of what you want to do. And before you start like daydreaming about all these things, try to set aside Instagram and all the things that it gives and all the things that make it look like like this is good. And this is what I want to do. And, um, these people are doing this. I want to do that. Um, Because, I mean, I say that because that's something I have to do for myself. Like, (laughs) Instagram, as much as I love it, and as much as I want to use that platform and be big, just like anybody else, it is not a good place for me. It's not. 
and I'm trying really hard just not to care about it (laughs) and just use it as a space to share my life. Um, so that's what I had to do was set that aside and be like, if I can just put all of that aside and I just have his word in front of me and the community that he's given around me, what I want to do with that. And here right now in California, what do I want to do with that? And what I want to do with that as 25 and in probably the best shape I will be in, it honestly probably goes downhill from now, <laughs> from here, um, is what, how do I want to live my life and what I want to do with what I've been given? And so you have to ask yourself that, of what are these things that you that you are passionate about, that you're zealous for. And maybe you're not a Christ follower, and that's totally okay. Like, if there's anything that my heart desires for you, it's for you to know him. But if you don't know him, I would just say pursue what is good and full in your life. Like, step back and think what fully, fully gives you life. Not what is worldly and, like, what everybody else is doing like what gives you life and how can you take that and pursue that how can you take that and do with it what you've been given and so for me that's where I'm sitting right now is I'm completely unapologetically and I have to say this to myself unapologetically I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) I don't um and that's okay And honestly, guys, you know, my mom backtracked for a second. So I sat my parents down to talk with them about teaching overseas, right? And they're, of course, we're stoked. Like, they're incredible parents. And my mom was like, so where do you see yourself after we're talking about it for a few minutes? Where do you see yourself when you're 35? And I was like, what? 35? I can barely finish my 25th year. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I have no idea, mom. Um, Which is true. Like, I really can't look that far in the future. No matter how futuristic I am, I, I can't look that far. But at the same time, there's so much excitement stirring me to know what these next 10 years are going to hold. And completely and fully just set it at his feet and that reminds me um so I haven't looked this up yet but part of what I wanted to do in the middle of me reading Harry Potter earlier this evening was just sit down and read the bible but I was really tired and reading makes me tired which is halfway why I also stopped Harry Potter I was like oh, I'm so tired <laughs> um but I thought of like this I want to teach, I want to preach, like I want to know, I want to read his truth kind of stuff. So then whenever I thought, oh, I like, I want to, I think I need to process and like, I need to podcast this, um, this idea of preaching, I felt like I could still kind of do. So I want to kind of do that just for like a split second. It's not going to be like a full sermon. I don't even know how to do that, (laughs) but, um, I just wanted to read to you guys just one like little snippet of an acts where I was listening to a podcast yesterday where it's talking about Pentecost and how the spirit rained down and came and just filled everyone with these understanding each other's languages and being able to understand one another and 
their language is really like that's all I can say right now because that's all I know. Um, but in this pastor was talking about how um, one thing that it was just one verse, like a very simple verse that he got stuck on. And he was kind of talking about how, you know, how you read a verse like a million times and you're like, yep, get it, got it good. But then you read it the million one time and you're like, what? Jesus, I never knew. <laughs> and he was like, that's how I felt with this. So I'm going to read it to you and then I'm going to tell you what he said. And then I'm going to have you, I'm going to put in the show notes the actual um, podcast because just, just, well, I just love, I love listening to sermons and hearing like other people speaking about Jesus. Okay. Anyway, let me get back to this. So it's the spirit coming down, filling everybody and everyone's like, you're drunk. Like, there's no way. And Peter's like, whoa, whoa, people, these people ain't drunk. You don't know. And he's talking about Jesus in this moment. He's like, men of Israel, listen to these words. This Jesus, the Nazarene, was a man pointed out to you by God with miracles, wonders, and signs that God did among you through him, just as you yourselves know. Though he was delivered up according to God's determined plan and foreknowledge, you use lawlessness, lawless people, to nail him to a cross and kill him. God raised him up, ending the plans of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. And that, guys, is... Back to my own words, guys. <laughs> that was Acts 2, 22 through 24. Um, that last verse that I read of, God raised him up, ending the pains of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. This pastor said, like, the simplest of words. And he was like, it's not, Jesus wasn't the one that rose himself from the dead. God rose himself from the dead. And he's like, it was Jesus's job to die. Like, that was his job. He was there to die and put himself in a position to just completely surrender everything. And it was then God's job to resurrect. It was God's job to bring him to life, to bring it all to life, to bring it all to light. And that's exactly what happened. But he connects it to then us and how we try so hard to bring to life and create all of these things when first and foremost our our, what we are called to do, like our job is just to die to him and surrender everything to him. And this goes along the lines of a lot of things in my life is I feel as if my words and what I say and think should be, should be told to everyone. Like I should let everybody know what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. My closest friends get this because there's ways I, I, how I feel loved and seen is when people speak into my life. And so then I try to do the same and I'm not necessarily asked to do it. <laughs> so I'm realizing that's not my place, right? But my place is to die to it, to surrender it to the Lord, whatever it is, whatever I think is right. And then have him resurrect it, have him bring life to it. And I want to end this recording on that of like, I'm unapologetically, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like, I have absolutely no idea. Um, 
And it is so incredibly scary to just die to it. To say, like, Lord, like, okay, I'm just going to give it to you. Because it's completely against what this world says, right? Like, we are supposed to fight for it. We're supposed to do all this work. We're the ones that bring life to it. We're the ones that do the work. But if there's anything that I've learned from anything, it's that my relationship with my Father, my Heavenly Father, and my times with Him are more sacred, are more far better off than anything of me being able to make any time that I'm able to fill with my own things, anything I'm able to do on my own. And so I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I'm not okay, but most of the time I am. And he keeps reminding me that it's okay to not because he's going to bring it to life. He is going to take this dying and this setting down and he's going to take it and bring something out of it. Doesn't mean that I don't do work. Doesn't mean that I just sit here and I do what I want and like pray to him and be like, hey Lord, like you do you. But I'm completely setting it down to him, meaning I am every day laying it at his feet and saying, Lord, like I don't know what I want, but I'm still going to live my life to the fullest today. I'm still going to love my kids even if I don't know where I'm going to be next year. Even if I don't know if teaching is what I'm called to do, I know that it's something that you've given me. And you've blessed me with the ability to do, so I'm going to do it. And I'm going to lay it at your feet and say, all right, here it is. Here I am. Do with it what you will. And so I just, I really, that is my prayer for you guys of wherever you're at, whether you're 18, 15, 23, 26, and you have things figured out right now, that's incredible. And I've been there too, but then it's also okay six months from now, four years from now, a year from now, when you graduate college, when you finish your master's degree, whatever it is, to not know what the frick you're doing. Because every season is new. Every moment is a blessing. And we are just called to live and die to him. And just have him resurrect it and have him bring life to it. And love people. And like just love people at that time. The time that we have is just for loving people. And like I said in the middle of this somewhere. (laughs) That we're all called to do something specific. But we're all called to love people and lead people to Jesus. And there's nothing in me that doubts that the Lord has called you to something so great. And he's preparing you for that. And it's going to have to be your choice to lean into that. It's going to have to be your choice to hear him in that and seek him out in that. And it may not come quickly. It may not be very soon at all. But know that he's doing that work in you and knowing that he's going to bring it to life. He's going to bring it to fruition. That you're not gonna miss it like that's my thing I have to speak for myself is I'm not gonna miss it but every day if I wake up and if I give it to him I can trust and know that he's gonna bring it to life so here I am 821 at night and I'm unapologetically 
living a life that I have no idea what the F I'm doing. But I'm here. And I'm going to go to bed. And I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning, kind of not wanting to go to work, but laying it at his feet. (laughs) Hopefully with a good cup of coffee or this new pumpkin tea that I just got from Trader Joe's in my hand on the way to work. All right, guys. Love you. Speak truth into people's life whenever you can. Love them as best you can. And I'll see you soon.